Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Fluently Forward. We are back with Fluently Forward favorite, Aphrodite. How are you doing? Hi, guys. I'm doing amazing, and I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me again. I'm so excited to have you back. I think this is your third time on the show. Mm -hmm. Yes. Everybody loves you. All of the floozies are like very into your readings, and I think Aww. it was after you came back the second time, then it was like a few months later, you did a reading on your YouTube channel where like you know, the big bulk of your content is, and it was about Taylor Swift and Carly Kloss. And like, <laughs> yes. I died. I thought I went to heaven. <laughs> do you, now, do you remember what you said for that reading or is it kind of like you channel it and then you leave it? I mean, a lot of times I channel it and leave it. I'm pretty sure I said that she just blurred lines if I don't. Is that yeah. what I said? I think that's what I said. There were definitely some cards pulled. I think you pulled the fool card, which is kind of right. like your bisexual or like, you know, queer card. Right. And then I think you were also saying that like Carly was the one who was a little bit obsessed with Taylor and it yes. was freaking her out a little bit, which was very interesting. So everybody should go check that out. <laughs> I stand behind that, by the way. You also posted something on TikTok because I literally like every time I talk about you, I'm like, he is a psychic. Oh, thank you. you. There was some reading that you did recently that came true and you made Ariana a Ariana Grande. Yes. Can you remind everybody about what that was? So I had done a reading on her album like months before it came out and actually got a lot right i said that there would be like two sides which now we see she's saying there's like two sides to the album there's like a happy and sad or something like that and then i said there was a giant collab with someone who i saw could be like older someone almost like a mentor vibe who is a fire sign mariah carey aries mm -hmm. so it was pretty cool I'm well, I love you just dropped one for Beyonce, what her album is going to be like. And I still remember when you were doing the analysis of what Taylor Swift's Midnight's album yep. will be like, you said um, you literally described the song Antihero. You were like, she's going to describe herself as a monster, some sort of big looming monster. Yep. And then Antihero comes out. I'm a monster on the hill. It was like incredible. Are you going to do one for the tortured poets department? I did. And oh. the, Swif the Swifties are really mad at me. <laughs> Wait, why? What did you say in it? Because um, I feel like her energy shifted and I feel like, I mean, look, I could talk about this forever, but I'll make it short. Mm -hmm. I feel like when you're on top of the world, it's hard not to drink your own Kool-Aid. Yeah. And I'm a little bit worried that she's going down that route. So yeah. for me, I think like the big overarching thing that I took away from it is that she's going to learn the lesson of forgiveness because I feel like she struggles with that. Yes, she holds onto her grudges very, very tightly. And I'm with you. I think the Grammys was a little bit of a wake-up call for a lot of Swifties mm. in terms of like, okay, like, I don't know, like the surprised face is so cute, but like this is in fact your 14th Grammy and a lot of people <laughs> there haven't won any. So it's coming, it, it's just coming across as a little, yeah. I don't know, tasteless. Well, today we are going to be having you on for something different than we normally do. Rather than celebrity psychic readings, we are going to dive into Katy Perry and all of her blind items and a little bit about her life. And I wanted to have you on for this because you always reference in your videos that you are a Katy cat. Yes. But you've never done any psychic readings on Katy Perry. Is that because you're such a fan? No, because for me, I love Britney more than anything. And I do readings on Britney all the time. You know what it is? There just really hasn't been anything that interesting to do a reading on for her. <laughs> what do you mean she's... American Idol for the last six years wasn't super interesting? <laughs> no, it wasn't. And I love her to death, but no, boring. Yeah. I mean, it's good for her. It was good for most people, whatever. I love that. Stable income. She just had a baby, got married, whatever. But for me, there wasn't really anything super interesting. Now, I did do a small mini reading a long time ago, but I don't think I saved it on mm. Taylor Swift and Katie's feud when it first happened. Ooh, do you remember anything from it? 
Um, well, I mean, I have my own opinion of it because mm. mm-hmm. I was I was very into that drama when it happened. And I have I understand both sides, but I mean, you'll never get me to believe it was anything other than a fight over a dude. Okay, a hundred percent. Like they're going back and forth about the dancers and the dancers. And in my head, I'm just like, but you both allegedly dated John Mayer. Why are we not talking about that? You know? So, all right. Well, I'm excited because we're going to get into her relationships and of course the drama with everybody at the end. So, um, so let's kick things off and just do a little bit of a background about Katy Perry. Her real name is Catherine Elizabeth Hudson, which I just think is very, um, old Hollywood. Do you know why (laughs) she decided to pick Katy Perry? Um, I think it's because it just she well she started off being like that Christian rock singer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So her her family she was born to Pentecostal pastors. Both of her parents were pastors. They say that they turned to religion because they both had a wild youth. And mm-hmm. she has a brother and a sister. She's really really close with her sister. Her sister kind of like works for her as part of her entourage. Her name's Angela. Um, they and look because, alike too. Yes, they look yeah, it's, super it's alike. It's a little weird. <laughs> but Angela has like long, kind of auburn, curly mm-hmm. locks. Um, and I feel like Katy Perry is always in a wig. Um, yeah. And growing up, they were so religious. So, like, they moved all around the country um, because of religion and where the parents were pastoring or, I guess, preaching. Yeah. But also, like, they couldn't eat Lucky Charms because luck reminded their mother of Lucifer. They had to call deviled eggs angel eggs. And the only music they were allowed to listen to was gospel music. And it wasn't until Katy Perry went over to her friend's house and her friend played the song You Ought to Know by Alanis Morissette that then Katy Perry went, okay, I think I want to start singing songs about my own life because she was just singing about God for like the first eight years, basically. I mean, it, it, I think it's, I think, honestly, I think it's a strength because I think that's kind of what made her what she is only Mm. for the simple fact of, I feel like a lot of Americans can relate to her, like, especially like, you know, even like multi-genres, not just pop music lovers. Like I'm sure country music lovers can relate to her because of her upbringing. And I feel like that comes out in all of her performances and music, which is what made her a superstar. So I'm not super mad about it. It is funny. I would love to do an episode all about like singers and their religious devotion like I think I don't I would assume Taylor grew up religious she doesn't really mention it Selena Gomez is very religious I think she's always had like that one bible quote is she though her Instagram okay she's like the hill song religious (laughs) I just feel like was is it by grace through faith but like I just okay because I watched the Katy Perry documentary Mm -hmm. and there's one moment where she's on tour and she like finishes firework and she, you can see her mouth in thank you, God. And I feel like I've seen Selena also mouth. Thank you, God. After she did like the, what the heart wants performance where she was kind of crying after Justin Bieber. And I'm like, I've never seen Taylor Swift. Thank God with her mouth, you know, like there's certain celebrities where they have that religious background to them, not in your face, but you could tell right. that they have their personal relationship. I don't know. Other than Katy Perry and Selena, I can't really think I mean, of anyone. Katy's super spiritual. She's always talking about Mercury retrograde and her Saturn return in her music. Mm. I mean, she talks about being a triple Scorpio, sun, moon, and rising. She's so- a triple Scorpio. But she's so um, – I'm surprised by that because she's so like caricature, Alice in Wonderland, clown, happy. And I feel like Scorpios, especially a triple Scorpio, would be very brooding and mysterious, kind of more Lana Del Rey-esque. Yeah, well, a lot of times, like, you know, I mean, when it comes to astrology, like maybe your 10th house, you know, if there's a strong Leo at placement, that could be like your career. Mm-hmm. But in general, I I mean, I for me, 
I could go into this. I don't know if you want to jump <laughs> ahead, but I could literally tell you exactly why her her career is so colorful. Um, it's because her parents were traveling, uh, preachers or whatever. Yeah. And um, I don't know if you remember her. I think it was the AMA performance where she did that beautiful like Japanese inspired performance, and everyone canceled her for it. Yes, I remember because I think that was around the same time Selena Gomez was wearing like Indian Bollywood type yes. of garb. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and they were weird. like, okay, the pop girls. Yeah. But okay, so backstory to that, what people don't know is that Katy Perry used, there used to be like foreign exchange students or something like that, that used to live with them for Mm. a period of time. So that was the only time that she could learn about different cultures because she was so sheltered. So she would have like a a Japanese kid live with them for like a month and she would get obsessed with their culture because that's the only new thing she could learn. So when she was, you know, you have to understand she gained, she gained success at a young age, right? So for her, she was partying, going crazy. And then she blew up like in her twenties. So she didn't really have, she didn't have a great, um, uh, what it was education, which people don't realize is that, you know, her articulation and sometimes the way she speaks, people are always like, why does she speak like that? Well, I'm sure her her parents were did their best, but I don't think that, you know, reading and writing is going to come super easy when you're traveling all the time and you don't have an actual teacher, you know, mm-hmm. not saying it's not good, but she's not going to be like, you know, the most amazingly articulate person. But anyways, my point being is that that performance was a part of her, like sort of showcasing what she's learned. Because like as an adult, she's mimicking what she what she sees because as a child, she was mimicking what she saw because it's the only new thing she saw. So like for her, it's like, it's like, that was her way of just like showing appreciation, which I get why people are mad. If you're not a Katy Perry stan, you're not going to understand that, that for her, Mm -hmm. she's very sheltered. So it's like new and exciting. She's like, oh, me too. So I don't, I don't think they really understood that, which I get. But at the same time, I feel like the performance was beautiful. Um, And she does that constantly. People always like, oh, she's always in different cultures. I'm like, that's literally the only way she got to experience them. So that's her way of, of doing it. Katy Perry does really have an affinity for Japan, though. I remember in her documentary, like, she, that's where she was most excited to go on tour. I feel like that was where she spent a lot of time. And I still remember Taylor Swift's um, Japan vlog as well. They must be very welcoming to pop stars. I mean, Japan I think, and Brazil. I mean, I would love, if I was a pop star, I'd be in Japan all the time just because I feel like the culture is very, like, colorful and bright. And that's mm. what a pop star is. Like, I mean, you think about... Um, the fashion, like people are not afraid to express themselves with color. Whereas, you know, in America, we have things like Kardashian gray and neutrals everywhere. Yeah. And so I think that's probably why it's like such a, such a bright, colorful place, especially someone like Katy Perry who like keeps rainbows. Dude, driving through New Jersey, like that's not going to inspire anyone to write (laughs) their next album. Like there's just not not a lot of inspiration here. Well, um, you know, like we said, she sang a gospel song. She sang in church. She had a good voice. She was kind of picked to be, when they settled back down in um, California, she was picked by the church to be like the main girl on stage with a microphone singing. She then moved to Nashville. Then she moved to LA. She kind of bopped around all of these different record labels. And they were talking in this documentary that when the single I Kissed a Girl came out and it totally blew up, everyone thought she was this overnight success, but she had been working at this for four years. And this was like her third record label that she went with. And um, I'm so fascinated because like I remember when the song I Kissed a Girl came out, it was Mm -hmm. so provocative, but it was also like for that early 2000s kind of millennial generation. Like if that song came out now, 
the way that people would be talking about queer baiting and they talked about it a little bit then, right? Like yeah. it was saucy for like religious versus like LGBT groups. Um, people accused her of saying like, you know, you're by curiosity is selling records. I just think it's fun. Like I understand you I don't agree. ever want to queer bait, but also like I don't raise your hand if you're a girl who hasn't kissed a girl. And if you haven't, why not? <laughs> Here's my thing. Yeah. Is it queer baiting if it's true? Like this mm-hmm. is, that's her real experience. Remember, she was a Christian girl. I believe it was Christian, Christian girl who was super sheltered. She finally gets free from her parents. Of course, she's going to be wild and crazy. It's a, it's a tale as old as time. Like, yeah. of course, she's going to kiss girls. She's going to kiss boys. She's going to drink. Like that's authentic. So for me, the reason why I think so many people connect that song is because it was authentic. And I also think, again, if you look at her beginning, like body of music in the beginning, and you listen to it now, you just don't get it. And you'll never get it. And that's okay. Because it's a relic of its time. And mm-hmm. everything makes sense for that time period. Like I Kissed a Girl is something everyone can relate to because it was an awakening for a lot of gay people. Like, yeah. I don't think people understand that there were no out gay people. At least when I was growing up, I'm 32. There were no out gay people. It wasn't until I was like in like fourth grade where we started getting Ellen DeGeneres coming out, Neil Patrick Harris, mm-hmm. Rosie O'Donnell. Those were the big ones. But before that, nobody was gay. So when you had a song like this, it's like that was every single person's bisexual awakening. That was every person's gay awakening. Like it wasn't yeah. just like like you're looking at it at a lens now where you're like, oh yeah, duh, everyone. But it's like, no, back then that was like a big moment for everyone. Like, honestly, sometimes I joke that she created bisexuality because <laughs> a lot of people didn't even know it existed until that song. And I know that sounds crazy to say, but it's the truth. Oh no, when I was growing up in high school taking Am I Gay quizzes, the only reason I was taking those quizzes online was because there weren't Am I Bisexual quizzes. Like it, And I just feel like Gen Z, Gen Alpha, they just don't understand that like, millennials yes like we're chuggy but also we kind of grew up a little bit with a boomer mentality like the way that society has changed so much in the past 15 20 years is astounding like i remember i mean what were the shows like uh the l word and like south of nowhere but like that was about it there was no euphoria like it was shocking like when you first saw a nipple on hbo like that was a huge scandal and like now everything is so different so it's just so funny because I remember I had on Emily Rose from It's Become a Whole Thing, and she mm-hmm. was saying that the Britney, Madonna, um, Christina kiss would have been called queer baiting if it happened yep. today. But back then, everybody was just like, God damn, two girls kissing each other. Like, it was so different. Well, I mean, Britney Spears, when she said, what the hell, who cares, in um, Slave for You was a huge deal because they were saying mm. she cursed by saying hell. Like, people don't <laughs> remember that. But that was, like, the biggest deal on the planet. Like, this innocent girl said the word hell, oh, my God. Or even and now we had, got wet-ass pussy. <laughs> I know. Or even um, Tattoo. I don't know if you remember. I forget what they performed Oh, at. all the things she said? Yeah, they performed mm. and they kissed and they cut the live feed when they yeah. kissed. So we couldn't see it because they were like, oh, that's terrible. I mean, granted, I don't think they were actually lesbians, but the rules that like uh, China in 2024 has for its media today is what we had, you know, yes. back in like 2005, basically. I remember literally just being like, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 
Today's episode is brought to you by Way. Good hair days make me feel good. As Jack Donaghy from 30 Rock says, your hair is your hat suit. So basically, you want to resolve to take better care of your hair in 2024. And you can do that with a host of different products from Way. They have a new product, their new hair gloss. It basically gives you this immediate shine straight out of the shower. You use it in the shower. It takes just five minutes. You can put it on as you then scrub your body or maybe you get some sort of a deep shave in. Uh, They also have a bunch of leave-in conditioners, detox shampoos, which are really, really trending right now. I feel my hair is so much better after a good detox shampoo and more. So give your hair a glow up with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use the promo code FLUENTLY for 15% off of any product. That is T-H-E. O-U-A-I dot com with the promo code fluently. Treat your hair with some Huawei products. Yeah, well, I just think it's so funny because there were three singles that she was picking between. She ended up picking I Kissed a Girl and it just did bonkers number. And then she put out, is the album One of the Boys, right? That was the first Mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. Such a good album. And I miss albums. Like I think Olivia Rodrigo, Taylor Swift, Katy Perry, that one songs about Jane. Like there were so many albums that were just every single song on it basically was a hit. Um, so she took off and she also was really using Twitter other than Justin Bieber. She was the most followed person on Twitter in this era of like 2015, uh, 16. She got the Guinness world record for most Twitter followers in 2015. I didn't even know that. That's Mm -hmm. funny. (laughs) She was the first person to get 100 million followers on the site in 2017. So like she ruled Twitter, Selena and Kylie like rule Instagram. It's just funny how that works. It always ebbs and flows. Oh, yeah. And then it's always some like random athlete. Like I think like Cristiano Ronaldo. I'm like, who's following? Who's following you? A bunch of dudes. Um, Yeah, literally. And then she also got very famous because she was just described as the sex symbol. So GQ called her a full-on male fantasy. L wrote that her body looked as though it was sketched by a teenage boy, which once again, this is like millennial early 2000s. Yes. Like no magazines would say this about like Sabrina Carpenter now, you know? Yeah. Um, she was placed at number one on the Maxim Hot 100 list. And all of these people were just talking about her being so sexy. She kind of played into it, right? Like using her boobs as cannons or cupcakes or Hershey kisses. And it's interesting because I feel like she kind of then cut her hair off, dyed it blonde, and her career took a little bit of a standstill, maybe because guys didn't want to bang her anymore. Like, what do you think about Haircut Gate and who she is before and after? Oh man, I could talk about this forever. I have so (laughs) many feelings about this because I feel like this album was sabotaged allegedly politically. Um, I don't know if too many people remember at the time she was extremely vocal about the election um, and not many pop stars were as vocal as she was. she partnered with like Hillary Clinton's campaign or something. Hardcore, like hardcore. Mm -hmm. And and she was on an album cycle, which was a no-no. And all of the articles were like Republican people going in on her. Everyone mm. was just like ripping her to shreds. And I think it's because they were worried about the influence that she had and what she could do to the election, similar to what people are talking about with Taylor, if she were to endorse someone right now. So I think there was a lot of sabotage behind the scenes. Um, and, you know, I've never done a reading on it. I don't know if anyone would care about it, but it is something I've always wanted to 100% confirm. But that's what my intuition tells me. Yeah. Um, 
is that there was a little bit of a of a of a sabotage there. I think, you know, now we know that there are a lot of bots and people can be paid off to make certain things and make articles and things like that, allegedly. Mm -hmm. And I think there was a lot of that going on. I also think that um, you know, you build someone up, you tear them down. Um, I also think other artists and fan bases, you know, were angry at mm -hmm. her. Um, and when they see blood in the water, they attack. Do you mean um, because of the Taylor Swift feud at the time? Or I believe yeah. I believe that. Well, I mean, I know. I mean, I saw the Swifties attacking her at that point. You know, not all Swifties, but mm -hmm. yeah, they were going after Lady Gaga fans as well because you got to remember the Gaga, the little monsters were very angry that Roar did better than applause that one mm -hmm. year. And they were just like sharks with blood in the water. I don't think people remember Stan Twitter at that time was brutal, mm. fucking brutal. It was bad. And so that was just like constant everywhere. It was just like she was getting hit from every angle. And then she cuts off her hair, which makes sense, right? It's a statement about how she's like, I'm tired of you sexualizing me. But the problem is, is that your entire career is kind of based off of that kitschy sort of sexualized version of yourself. So now people are confused about you because your image is different. And then you add on the fact that um, a lot of the audience that is like supporting you, but is just supporting you because you're beautiful, they're not going to be supporting you anymore because they don't see you as beautiful. So it's just like all these things. And she also chose, I think, not to be beautiful because watching this documentary, I've always been fascinated with um, Zoe Deschanel and like uh, Katy Perry. You know, they look similar, but I'm like, if they take off the makeup and they push all the hair back from their face, they kind of just look like someone who could be walking down the street. You know what I mean? They don't have like the Madison beer type of face card. I mean, these are beautiful women, but a lot of who they are is the makeup and the wig and all of that. And I've even seen some interesting videos saying that a lot of pop stars lean into that. So that yes. way, if they want to go out to the grocery store, they can go out looking like a normal person and people will just be like, oh my God, you kind of look a little bit familiar, but they won't know that it's actually Katy Perry. So even when she cut the hair, she still could have done the wigs and the makeup and leaned into that, but it seemed like she was just kind of over it and she didn't want to do that anymore. I feel like, you know, we saw this with Miley Cyrus. We saw this with yeah. Diana. Like there's, you know, the, the chop is more than just a haircut. It means like I'm done with this act and I want to be known for something else. Did you know that she used to pretend to be Zoe Deschanel when she was younger to get into bars? <laughs> no. Yeah, she literally says it all the time. She used to get into places she couldn't get into just pretending to be her. <laughs> just like you have like a ukulele and the bangs and the big blue eyes. She does have such big blue eyes, you know? I also think with that album, I also think it's ahead of its time. Kind of like Bionic from Christina Aguilera. It's very ahead of its time. Mm. Um, and I think um, the public just wasn't ready for it. Let's also not forget the rollout for that album was very strange. She was clearly going through something. Mm. And then she had that like 24-hour live stream. Do you remember that? The Witness 24-hour live stream? Was this like during COVID where she was like in her house or something? It was before that, way before okay. that. I will never forget this because there are some YouTubers that I literally cannot watch anymore because of this. So she had a 24-hour live stream for like a week or so. And every camera in this house was like always on and they would just have random people show up. Gigi Gorgeous showed up. Like every single YouTuber just showed up, even if they didn't know who Katy Perry was. Some of the YouTubers were very disrespectful to her. And it was like crazy because like they thought they had like, they're like, oh, I'm famous, whatever. And I'm like, that's Katy Perry. Like, and I was, Wait, I remember so she watching had cameras this. cameras in her house. First of all, could you see her like peeing and showering or was so, it like only one room? 
Well, it, they had a door for like the bathroom, I believe, but okay. it was everywhere. Like you saw her 24, I was a 24 hour live stream for like a week or so. Like I was obsessed with this because I would wake up, watch it. Like that was the whole witness promotion cycle. This and is for was witness. it supposed to be like promoting it? Cause it's like, you're witnessing her life. Yes. Witness the album. Okay. And it was supposed to be like big brother. eye, cause that was the whole thing was like the eye was like the whole thing. So it was supposed yeah. to be like a big brother. That's literally was mimicked after. And so they just had her like random people come in and say and do things. And there were some YouTubers that were so disrespectful to her. And she was, the thing is, is that she almost like didn't understand, which mm. I think was also jarring for people because now, you know, part of loving a celebrity is the mystery of them, right? Oh I mean, my think God, yeah. Beyonce, no one knows anything about her. And that's why she's so successful. And here you have the exact opposite. So all this political shit is going on. All these stands are fighting and saying terrible things about her. She cut her hair, which people are like, she's not hot anymore. So there's negativity swirling, right? And then she breaks her mystery. Wall. She's like yeah. losing her deity status, basically. Right. You know? And so you're looking at her and you're like, oh, you're just like everybody else, which now that would do really well because everyone loves TikTokers that are authentic. But back then she was ahead of her time. Yeah. And now so, Doja Cat is, you know, farting on live and vaping. Right. But back when Katy Perry did it. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And that's why people are like, oh my God, when you put it that way, I'm like, yeah, because she literally did what every celebrity does now when they get on live and they just say whatever. But back then that, that was like, people were scared to do that. You know and what so, else like took a little bit of the magic away from me when I saw that photo of her and Orlando Bloom on like a paddleboard and he was naked. Okay, also seeing his penis, like it was a little too real. <laughs> I you know what it is, you know what it is, honestly? I think it's the fact that the two of them, I mean, their relationship is not like super public, but it's also not super private. It's mm. in this weird in-between phase. So I feel like when you see something like that and you see like him vulnerable, her vulnerable, whatever, you're almost just like, you forget that they're together. And then you see that and they're like, oh, well, like it's not impactful. Not, they have a child together. They have a daughter, right. but they're still not married. So we're going to get into her relationship soon because I find them. a little. I bit thought they were married. They're not married. Well, they've been engaged for like three years. It's the way I'm a stand, and I don't even know that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought that they were married too. Well, so let's get into her dating history a little bit. She, um, she started, and we'll just do the famous people, really. In 2006, Travi McCoy, um, they worked on the Cupid's Chokehold music video. This, like, takes me way back, 2006. Um, and Made a great it, song. Made a great mm -hmm. song from that. Circle the Dream, one of my favorites, sorry. Oh, that <laughs> is a good one. And then she broke up with him via email, which was also so, like, 2006. Um, yeah. He was struggling with drug addiction. I think they both have said that that contributed to the breakup. She then... Uh, was dating Josh Groban in 2009. Both their PR people said no, but it kind of seems like they were dating. Allegedly, Katy Perry referred to him as the one that got away at one point. So then people were wondering, like, is that song about Josh Groban? What do you think? No. <laughs> I don't think the one that got away is about him. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't even think... I mean, I'm sure she thought he was cute or something. And Well, she likes funny guys, so I'm sure she was probably like, oh, he's funny. Mm -hmm. I don't think it was that deep. Yeah. I think she's she she picks like two or three muses and just milks them. I think that's why her and Taylor fought because they're so similar. Yes. Dude, I love yeah. that. They're both Scorpio risings. So there we mm -hmm. go. Um, okay. Then Russell Brand, obviously, their relationship was ridiculous because like they met. It was so hot and heavy. They got uh, engaged three months later and then tied the knot October 2010. 
But then they filed for divorce in December 2011. He was the one who filed with irreconcilable differences. And this is something where, you know, you see that scene in the documentary where he breaks up with her or like they're fighting kind of over text. And you see how on tour, she's always the one hopping in the plane to go seize him, try to make it work. I'm sure that there's a lot of that religious upbringing in you of like make the marriage work, be a good wife. And he's like never flying over to her. She's doing all of this stuff. I mean, granted, you know, I'm sure their documentary framed it in a certain way. Like maybe he did visit and we just didn't see it. Um, But it was hot, heavy, and then it ended. And Russell Brand now, obviously, right, has been accused of rape, sexual assault, um, abuse by several women, drug addiction, sex addiction. It just seems that would be a hard person to be married to is just a blanket statement for that. So what did you think of their relationship? Um, I hated it at the time. I hated it before it even happened. I hated it during it and I hated it after. Um, <laughs> I never liked him because I did not, I just found him to be very edgy. Um, mm. and I know that she likes edgy guys, but it, he, to me, always seemed a little bit try hard. That was just my opinion back then. Mm. Uh, I don't really keep up with him now, so I'm not really privy of what's going on right now. But yeah, I just felt like for him, he just, Oh man, they're gonna get mad at me. I just felt like not that he didn't deserve his success, but I didn't understand it because I was like, what's so great about him? Well, it's interesting too that now his success is like for podcasting and having like a YouTube show. It's like very different than how he first got famous. So Karma. I have mm. nothing nice to say about him. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just don't I just think that he's very self-focused and yes. selfish. And I think that I also see um, him as being one of those people that you kind of weaponizes spirituality like I could see him oh, being yeah. one of those guys who's like well it's more evolved to be polyamorous so like I when I'm not cheating on you I'm not cheating on you it's because like men are meant to blah 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 because what he says He's, is a lot of you know word salad mm-hmm. yeah he reminds me a little bit of Kanye West with shit like that where I'm just like yeah. mm-hmm, something's really just a little off about what you're saying yeah. I don't know I don't I don't have any I hate his sense of humor I just it was a tough time for me as a fan of her. And I was just like, <laughs> la, 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 this guy sucks. <laughs> sure enough, he was. I mean, that moment in the documentary is humanizes her. And I cry every time I see it because I think yeah. everyone can relate to it. Um, And uh, I mean, it, she wrote some great music from him. Uh, Ghost is a really mm. good song, which she writes about the breakup. Mm-hmm. Um, Taylor Swift referenced that song in Bad Blood, which I don't like. <laughs> Wait, what's the reference? I haven't heard the song Ghost. Okay, so so um, Ghost is about um, her getting a text message breakup from him. Mm. So the whole song is about the breaking up of her divorce, and it's from Prism, I believe. And in Bad Blood, Taylor Swift goes, "When you live like that, you live with ghosts," which is one hundred percent intentional. I let and Swifties like to tell me that's just an incidental. No, it's not. This is Taylor Swift. She told you she's a mastermind. That was done on purpose. Mm. And to me, to this day, I find that to be, and I like Taylor now, I do, but I find that to be her cruelest lyric mm. because it's like, at the time, it's like, you weren't married. You don't know what that's like. And to throw someone's divorce in their face is a little cruel. So that's the one thing I hold on to. I'm like, I don't like that you say when you live like that, you live with ghosts. That's so mean spirited. I'm going to have to listen to that song and see if like, because <laughs> there are some lyrics in Bad Blood where like Taylor Swift is a great songwriter, but I feel like with Bad Blood, there were a few lyrics in there where I was like, okay, like you could have made this one a little bit better. So I wonder if maybe some of the lyrics were using words that were pointed to direct at 
the muse of the song, aka Katy Perry, you know? Oh, it is. It is. There's no doubt in my mind. I've been saying that for years. I mean, Taylor Swift is an amazing songwriter and it's very clever. It was just a little cruel for me. Dude, I feel I'm excited for us to get to that. Um, well, speaking of other bad boys, she dated John Mayer for about two years. They were very on again, off again. And I did this um, podcast over on the podcast Significant Lovers. And we talked all about John Mayer and Katy Perry. And like, they were really on again, off again. Like this was like a deep cut. Now, when we get to the blind items later, they kind of allege that he was a little bit using her for clout. When they would get back together, he was cheating left, right, forward and center. Um, but they ended up splitting. I feel like, okay, I literally know like barely anything about Katy Perry, but I feel like what's that one where she's like, just because it's over doesn't mean it's really over. And if I think it over, maybe I'll be coming over again. I feel like that could be about John Mayer. What do you think of their relationship? Um, you know, what's interesting is that what people don't realize is that when Taylor and her were fighting over John Mayer, because in my opinion, that's what they were doing, mm -hmm. um, that ignited everyone to get their alternative rock bisexual boyfriend. <laughs> everyone wanted one. Um, and, you know, John Mayer was absolutely a player. I mean, I think everyone pretty much at this point can probably assume that. Um, I mean, well, he... I think he also plays he's a player. I think he plays for both teams. I think he's playing everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Allegedly. Um, no, but what's interesting to me is like, I mean, he said, cra he said like crazy shit that would get anybody else canceled and no one cares. Okay. Which is because he already has, dude. yeah. The, the male villain arc, you can do whatever you want. You're Scott Disick. You can shove money into somebody's mouth and then still be on the next episode of a TV show. So there's that. And then I also just think like, um, you know, uh, He's very like, again, Katy Perry gets sucked into these same guys. He's faux deep. Like, mm. he's just like, yeah, like, you know, I'm so intense and da da da. da and he's just like that. He's that literal boyfriend that everyone has. I'm telling you, that's like tall, skinny, tattoos, has a guitar, tells you he's going to be famous one day, but he just sits in his mom's basement. But he's like really like, cool and rock and roll and bisexual well, i wonder if it's that whole notion that people say where it's like whatever you desired when you were like a teenager and growing up and felt like you couldn't have you want to be with people who have those qualities and traits so i wonder if like you said if she was homeschooled by her parents they're going all around you know she probably you know you're not like studying for sat standardized tests and vocabulary and latin then you see someone like russell brand or john mayer who's using this word salad who's being so deep and then maybe that kind of draws you to someone because you want a little bit of those qualities well she's sheltered she doesn't really know about uh, know better for a lot of things i mean sure sure i'm sure she does now but you know at the time she was still learning and growing i mean imagine imagine getting your information about how the world works while you're a massively successful pop star like yeah. i don't think people really understand that she may not have been a child star but because she was so sheltered i mean think of it like when people leave a like, leave a cult like you know they have to learn the world again Today's episode is brought to you by Wild Grain. I am in love with carbohydrates, and that is why I love Wild Grain. They are the first ever Bake From Frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and different pastries. I have had their sourdough bread, which I'm pretty sure sourdough has like probiotics in it. It's like better for you than other bread. That's what I'm telling myself. Their pasta 
and croissants, which I think it's fantastic because if you're having people over for dinner, you pop one of these things in the oven and you have like a nice fresh loaf of bread. It feels so fancy and bougie to serve to your friends. Or if you're having people over for brunch or maybe a special friend, (laughs) you can just pop some of the croissants into the oven and they taste incredible. So you can fully customize your wild grain box. You can choose any combo of breads, pastas, and pastries. And you can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you would like. And for a limited time, you can get $30 off your first box plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash fluently to start your subscription you heard me free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash fluently and I also think when it comes to John Mayer and this is maybe a reach for some people but I think she was dating herself because they're very similar, right? In terms of like, they like, you know, sort of play guitar, play instruments, make music, right? They're both very like deep. But I think for her, she almost felt like she needed to, she needed the validation from him to believe that she was good enough because she didn't believe that she was that person. So she was with him because he validated that for her. Cause like for her, we all see her and John Mayer as very like talented singers, right? And talented artists, right? But she probably doesn't see herself that way because she has self-doubt. So she was with him because he's a mirror of her. Well, also so- because she's a pop star. Like, I feel like we see yeah. this all the time, right? Like Taylor Swift dates Jake Gyllenhaal and she's like, oh, you love indie records, but not mine. Or Gwen Stefani dates Blake Shelton. <laughs> I know. I also don't think that they do, <laughs> but we'll see. Allegedly. Or like Gwen Stefani with Blake Shelton and everybody's like, what's he doing with this like blonde bubble head? But it's like, oh my God, she was in no doubt. Like she also has that musical talent. I think a lot yeah. of pop girls end up dating or like literally anyone with like Maddie Healy, you know, and they, the guy just thinks that they're so much better than like fluffy pop music because they're deep and they're like emo and like all of this stuff. And it just kind of goes back to almost like even with the genders, right? Like a pink Frappuccino is never going to be as great as an espresso. And like a Cosmo is never going to hold the same power as an old fashioned. Like all of these things that are like popified and girly and bubblicious, people don't take seriously because they're not like sad and hard to watch and like emotional and things like that. So um, I think we see this with a lot of pop stars or a lot of girls in pop getting with guys and the guys being like, oh, like you're not as intense as me. You're not as deep. Yeah. And it's like they have to go through that relationship and then they gain their confidence and they realize I'm better than you. Mm, yeah. mm-hmm. Well, she also yeah. dated Diplo, which I think was interesting. Um, Weird. They, yeah. They split in March 2015. I think they dated for maybe like under a year. And then she met um, Orlando Bloom in 2013, but they didn't really start dating dating until 2016. Um, they were also on again, off again a little bit, and we're going to get into some quotes of theirs later, but, um, they do have a child together. She Mm -hmm. is friends with Miranda Kerr, who he was previously married to, which I think is sweet. And honestly, I saw some pictures of them recently and not to literally pit women against each other. But (laughs) when I looked up the photos, I was like, I would never be able to stand next to Miranda Kerr. She's like one of the most beautiful women ever. Katie looked fantastic next to her. Like Katie's, Katie's looking really good. Anyway, so they were going to get married in Japan once again in early summer 2020, but then they postponed it because of coronavirus. And I think they it's just still on postponement, basically. So your thoughts on her and Orlando Bloom? I mean, there's also blind items that say allegedly some cheating is going on. They're both struggling with alcohol. What do you think about the two of them? So um, I've never done a reading on them. I would love to do it at some point. Here's my thing. 
she loves bad boys that's why she was with diplo period mm -hmm. um but i also think i've always questioned what drew them together because they're very different Mm -hmm. like she he's not really like he's sort of kind of close to her type but not usually what she dates and he is somewhat stable um but i just i don't really like i never really understood the the they have chemistry but i don't really like it just doesn't make sense and so i, I just have like a big question mark with the two of them i think if i were to guess based off my first intuitive poll um i would just say that it seems like both of them kind of just needed stability in their life and they were able to give each other that, but yeah. maybe that's not enough. I don't know. Oh, God, I'm so excited to get to these blinds. You're, you're going <laughs> to love it. Well, real quick before we do that, there has been some messy legal drama, which I just wanted to bring up. So have you heard of um, the Katy Perry Australian line? The what? So there's there's a woman down in Australia, and her name's Katy Perry, but it's spelled K-A-T-I-E without the Y. Oh. And she started this like um, you know line of like clothing. It was a boutique, and Katy and her team sued her because they were like, "You need to stop using the name Katy Perry." So she ended up changing her name to Katy Taylor because of all of this. And mm -hmm. Katy like kept suing her. Anyway, she ended up losing all of the you know lawsuits that she put against this Australian woman. But I was like, mm, "T." Then there was, <laughs> you probably heard about this, the drama with the nuns where, um, that I'm sorry, that is crazy, <laughs> but it is kind of like ironic, funny. It's not like funny, funny, but it's ironic, funny. Considering her background, it's crazy. So yes. like there were all these articles being like, Katy Perry is trying to evict several aging nuns. So this was in 2015. She sued the sisters of the Immaculate Heart of Mary in the LA neighborhood because they didn't move out of this Spanish Gothic Tudor estate that was given to her. And she ended up winning the case um, in 2018 when one of the sisters died in court. And that was how she was able to win the case. And I was just like, oh, my God. And there was a blind item associated with this article that says this A-plus list singer is already making plans to shoot a porno at her new house. She thinks it is fitting. So I don't know if the porno happened. Maybe it was a little, you know, a personal porno, not like one to put online. But I was like feuding with nuns. Like, you can't make this shit up. And then there was another one in... um. 2020 there was an 83 year old veteran now this one i don't know i need to do some more digging he claimed that he sold the property his house to katie perry and orlando bloom but it was during a time where he lacked the mental capacity to understand the nature and then i'm just kind of like well then how did you how did you sign it i don't know what happened i don't know what happened i but... saw a little bit about that and i'm just yeah. like girl it sounds like regret to me so, you know, we got like an 83-year-old vet, we got the nuns, we got the woman in Australia. Um, and now the biggest thing for Katy Perry is that in 2023, she sold a lot of her music. So she sold this bundle of her music rights to Litmus Music. The deal was allegedly at around $225 million. Um, and now her album is already finished and we just know that it's going to be released mm -hmm. sometime in 2024. They say that it's her most personal album. It's going to cover a lot of the last two years. And then she might be planning a world core, a world tour to accompany the release of the album because she's just been spending a lot of time on the West coast. So she wants to tour again. So, um, yeah, with that in mind, should we get to some of the blinds? Let's do it. 
Okay, there was one blind item basically just saying that she's cut ties with her former manager. She's ready to do a comeback. I feel like we now kind of know that this is happening for sure yeah. because, you know, she's left American Idol. Yep. This was an interesting one. Do you remember the rumors of Katy Perry and Robert Pattinson dating back in the day? I do. Yes. Do you think that anything came from that? I do think that he's kind of her type, so it wouldn't shock me. Mm -hmm. But I don't know about dating. I don't know about dating. I feel like you think they were just fucking. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> wouldn't you? Robert Pattinson is like super famous at the time. He's cute, whatever. Do you, the guy I'm currently dating right now looks like Robert Pattinson, but with shorter hair. Like, let me tell you, when you see the face, you want to fuck. Like, it's just <laughs> <laughs> there's something I love about it. it. I love so, it. There was a blind item here that says there are a couple of secret guest appearances by this foreign-born A-list, mostly movie actor, maybe Rob Pattinson, on an album from the A-plus-list singer turned judge. That being said, the new single being attributed to him is not his. So I don't know if this is Robert Pattinson or another movie actor, but it seems like there might be some sort of man who collaborated on this new album with Katy Perry or might be in some singles with her. Have you heard any rumors about that? Uh, I haven't. I've been trying to... Uh not listen to whatever is going on so I can hear the mm -hmm. music when it comes out without prejudgment. I feel um, like it can't be true too because Rob Pattinson is having a child with Suki Waterhouse and she sings. So if he did something with Katy Perry and not her, I feel like that would be a slap in the face. I also just think it would be weird for her to release a song with someone else. She hasn't made music in so long. I feel like that would yeah. be weird. Like yeah. I feel what like if anything... Of, uh, her song with John Mayer, Who You Love. Next. <laughs> just wasn't for me. Claps. No, I also feel like their voices didn't really blend that well. Would you blend with someone you hated? No. So <laughs> I don't think I think that I think that that was performative to get people to shut up. And mm. <clears throat> I don't think it worked. Just like that music video with her and Taylor Swift. Oh, my I think God. That was performative you mean as well. At the end of You Need to Calm Down, where mm -hmm. one person is a cheeseburger, the other is French fries and they hug. Now, did you hear the rumor that allegedly, I mean, this goes back to the huge Gaylor theory that Taylor Swift was going to come out as like bisexual or something during the Lover album. That's why it was so many rainbows, me, gay pride makes me, me. And allegedly they filmed a version of that music video where her and Katy Perry kiss at the end of the music video. But word got out about that. People started accusing people of queer baiting if it was true. So they scrapped it and made it a hug instead. What do you think of that rumor? Um, I think it would have been smart because it would have been a callback to I kissed a girl. Mm. I think I think that they should have done that if they didn't, because I mean, who cares about controversy itself? So for me, I would have been like, yes, I wouldn't yeah. cared. Besides, if they kissed, it was probably just like a peck. And that's like girls yeah. forgiving each other. There was no Frenching. Yeah, just no. in my mind, if they should. Yeah, no, not at it all. Was anything, it was just a know. fucking peck. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. No boob squeezing. Eh. <laughs> okay, there were a bunch of blind <clears throat> items because Meghan Markle and uh, Prince Harry have moved to this place in Montecito where apparently they're neighbors with Katy Perry. So there were a lot of blind items about Katy Perry and Meghan Markle. So allegedly, Meghan Markle was upset with Katy Perry because back in the day when Meghan married Harry, uh, Katy made a comment, which like I didn't think was like that big of a deal, but she said... Um, 
Entertainment Tonight asked her about Megan's dress and she said, I would have done one more fitting. I'm never not going to tell the truth. One more fitting, but I love you. But then she goes, Kate, Kate, Kate one, Kate one. I'm so happy for them, blah, blah, blah. But I think it's amazing what she's doing with all of her, her humanitarian efforts, blah, blah, blah. So I see both sides of that. One side is like, it's just a comment about a dress. It's not that big of a deal. But then the other side is I'm sure Meghan Markle was under so much pressure that just one more person adding on and saying like, I'm team Kate probably pissed her off. What do you think? I think who isn't Meghan Markle mad at? I feel like she's always (laughs) mad at somebody and I feel like nobody can win with her. I just understand why I've done a lot of readings on her and she confuses me. I'm like, okay, like, I don't know. You I don't have, really. Yeah. You have my take on it. Mm-hmm. My take on it is this: with like you knew what you signed up for, you became a royal. You knew how they were. Why are you shocked? Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Doesn't make sense to me. Also, Katy Perry often says bitchy things randomly, and I don't know why she does it. Mm-hmm. She said bitchy things about Britney, which pissed me off. She said bitchy things all the time. I think it's just her triple Scorpio nature where she just ends up saying something like I just think she gets in a mood and then someone puts a mic in front of her and she says something bitchy because Mm -hmm. I do the same thing. Like if I'm in a bad mood and I have to do something and someone's like fishing for a soundbite, I'll give it to you. (laughs) Literally, I'm like a walking like idiot. Like I'll just literally like give you the fucking soundbite and be like, shit, I shouldn't have said that. So Mm. I just think she was just being a bitch. And then I think Megan just is mad at everyone. So. Mm, well, I think that they were able to, at least on the surface, smooth it over, but it seems like they're friends now because they're neighbors, but there's a lot of blind items about them. One says, the thing about this A-list singer, Katy Perry, is that she can never keep a secret. She loves sharing. The former actress, Meghan Markle, turned neighbor of the singer, is about to discover that. There was a blind item about um, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle going to Katy Perry's concert, and Prince Harry took a edible, but it seemed like he didn't enjoy himself at the concert. And then there were other blind items of Meghan Markle hanging out with Katy Perry and Cameron Diaz, which there wasn't anything crazy in that. I just, I always find it intriguing. Like, I wouldn't have imagined those three ladies being friends, but I guess if they all I close by. I love Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz is so fun. All time. One of my idols growing up love her and i think she's a great judge of character so anybody she's friends with i'm like hi have you heard the rumors that she stopped acting because the camera quality started getting too hd and she didn't want to see herself with all the wrinkles and sun damage which by the way i relate heavily to and i'm literally 30 so i'm like yeah shout out cameron i would do the same thing i mean i'm gonna be honest even if it's not true i'm gonna believe it because (laughs) i want to i mean i just think beautiful talented hot sexy successful like I, she can find she's funny she's serious mm-hmm. with acting i think she's like one of the most talented people on the planet but i could talk about her forever um yeah i also do believe that katie perry is a big gossiper mm-hmm. um and i think that's one of the things i love about her <laughs> me too she's definitely a gossiper um and then she was just Katy perry went to king charles coronation so basically that's just like a little bit of tea i didn't know she was so plugged into the royals both sides of them but it seems like she is she's been with enough british people (laughs) yeah that like soon enough you work your way into the crown um Today's episode is brought to you by Quince. Everybody loves the good things in life and you'll like them at the right price. Check out Quince. Quince is where I go for luxury essentials at affordable prices. They have a whole bunch of everything on their website from clothing to travel items to home items. So if you want some high quality items at prices that are within reach, you can go check them out at Quince. They have cashmere sweaters from $50. They have washable silk tops and dresses 
very in right now as we transition from winter to spring and they have really nice like 14 karat gold jewelry they are also all priced 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands so you can give yourself the luxury that you deserve with quince go to quince.com fluently for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns that is q u i n c e dot com slash fluently to get free shipping and 365 day returns quince.com slash fluently and then now we're going to get to some of the orlando bloom blinds so these were the blinds of when she first got together with orlando bloom it says they hooked up real fast and everything has been at top speed ever since from initial attraction to exclusivity to super super serious they've been inseparable and she's totally in love and he's definitely into her as well but he's also really really into partying they were both recently at a private event everyone was happy everyone was celebrating and then he starts making out with another guy he was totally fucked up when it happens he gets fucked up a lot it's definitely a problem but it's one that he won't acknowledge and she doesn't want to see it because she's too blissed out eventually though it'll catch up with them for years there have been warning signs with this guy and it's affected all of his past relationships she can't seem to avoid the dark ones and i will say she dates bad boys and i think that everyone she's dated i totally see them being bisexual as well agreed i literally was gonna say that (laughs) i think she likes bi boys um and i think excuse me she likes tortured souls so yeah yeah she kissed a girl they kissed a guy they kissed each other you know um there was some other blind items like he went to a party solo he was hitting on other women uh he's cheating on his higher than the list singer wife there was a lot of blind items about cheating and have you heard their quotes about a relationship with each other like to the press um i've seen some of them So this one was in 2023. Um, He said that this was like to, I forget the name of the publication, but he said his relationship with Katy Perry can be, quote, really, really, really challenging because they run in different circles. He said, we're in two very different pools. Her pool is not a pool that I necessarily understand. Sometimes things are really, really, really challenging. I won't lie. We definitely battle with our emotions and creativity, but I think we're both aware of how blessed we are to have uniquely connected in the way, blah, blah, blah. And then in a Vogue article in 2020, she said about him, quote, it's exhausting, but we really hold each other accountable. It's like a never ending cleanse, et cetera, et cetera. So some of those quotes give me a little bit of like Dak Shepard, Kristen Bell vibes. And I could kind of see both sides of it because on one hand, marriage is a compromise and like mm-hmm. it is work, especially once there's like a baby involved. Oh my God. But then on the other side, I'm sure it never feels great to be called exhausting and really 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 challenging in the press by your significant other like that wouldn't fluff my feathers like you know i would be mad (laughs) but i also feel like they probably fight a lot to Mm. be fair i feel like if i was with someone who was triple scorpio i'd probably fight with them a lot too (laughs) um but i mean look they're both very very good at what they do and they're both very headstrong and Mm. so for me them fighting is something that i don't really care. I expect that. Um, I think when I hear those quotes, my worry is that the two of them are, like I said, together for maybe stability reasons rather than because they still like each other. Mm. Like they might not like each other anymore from that. Like, you know, I like I get like you can, lot, you can yeah. get, yeah, you can get burnt out from your partner sometimes and need some space, but perhaps they just don't like each other anymore. Maybe. And by the way, what, what is your big three? I'm a Gemini sun, Aries moon, sad ascendant. 
Oh, okay. Okay, fun. Fiery. Very fiery. Fire and air. Um, Okay, more of theirs. Oh, this was really interesting. And Katy Perry is like kind of tight with Jeff Bezos. Did you know that? Is that real? Okay, well, they went on a trip. So Jeff Bezos, Lauren Sanchez, Katy Perry, Orlando Bloom, and um, I think Usher all went on this trip in Croatia. And there was this very scandalous blind item that says... The foreign-born A-list actor and his significant other are on vacation with another couple. The actor hooked up with the woman in the couple. It feels like it would be awkward. So alleging that Orlando Bloom hooked up with Lauren Sanchez, Jeff Bezos's partner. And I have heard that Lauren Sanchez is like, her charisma is completely maxed out. I know two people who have met her in person and they say they completely know why Jeff Bezos is with her. She's just like this shining light of charisma of a woman. So, woman. Anyway, I always get them confused. So, allegedly, Orlando Bloom and Lauren hooked up, but it doesn't matter to Mr. Bezos. I mean, I would expect Bezos to be open, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, he's the billionaire. I feel like that's what they do. They swap. I feel like probably more swapping than open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like Dude. that's very much what I would expect from him. Once your net worth is over like 200 million, I just feel like you start doing some weird bedroom stuff, you know? I can uh, tell you the richer I see people, the more they're into like swapping wives and stuff. So what do you think? Do you think it's like the power play? Like I want to fuck another man's wife or what? I think it's that. I also just think it's like they want to, it's like this weird, like incestuous thing when it comes to like keeping money to money. Like <gasps> we don't want to be with the plebs. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. So it's like weird. I don't know. It's so insane. But then there was also another thing too, where, um, she like did some sort of performance for like an Amazon day concert. So like her and Jeff Bezos have kind of had a little bit of a um, relationship. And I don't know if it's been, you know, business, business and pleasure and business and swapping, but I do find it interesting that Jeff Bezos did this trip with Katy Perry and Usher. So then it got me thinking, is Jeff Bezos interested in the residency vibe over at Vegas? Because that's kind of a connection. Or is he interested in halftime performers? Because that's also what both of them are. So my conspiracy brain was like, I could see Amazon getting involved in either the Super Bowl halftime shows, like being a new sponsor, or getting involved in Vegas residency. And maybe that's why, you know. I agree with that. But also, I think that I think that it's twofold. I think it's um, he's a billionaire and he wants his foot in politics. Mm. And so I think he's interested in um, celebrities in general because they have a, a following. And yeah, I think, I think like you start with like something like NFL or entertainment and then you go into. Yeah. Yeah. That's my that. opinion, especially well, then, with Elon Musk and what he's doing. I feel like it's. Dude, totally. Yeah. It's just going to be the bad. One day it's going to be like Zuckerberg versus Bezos versus Musk for president. It's going to be awful. Well, thank God Musk was born in South Africa. But anyway. <laughs> and then there was um, just another blind item saying that like Katie and Orlando were hanging on by a thread and it's just because of the baby, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Should we end a little bit on Taylor? Let's do it. Okay. So some of these... This is very interesting. This blind was in 2023. It says the A-plus list singer Taylor Swift has it on her calendar to reignite the feud with the A-list singer turned judge who is trying to make a singing comeback later this year. With the way that the public is turning on Taylor Swift right now, I can't see her starting up the beef again with Katy Perry because I feel like it wouldn't look 
good nowadays. I feel like back in the day, everybody was on team Taylor Swift. We don't like Katy Perry, but I recently, a couple months over on Patreon, I made this whole like rant against Taylor Swift video. It was very cathartic. It felt good to get off my chest, but I was basically saying it's insane that Taylor Swift is always like, don't pit women against other women. There's a special place in hell for women who don't help women. And when Nicki Minaj didn't win her award and was complaining about it or the nomination and Taylor was like, well, maybe one of the men took your spot. And it's like, dude, that was the year you were up for an award for the bad blood music video. Talk about pitting women against each other. Your entire music video is two women going to battle, like punching the face of another woman, slicing her throat, training to get boked up. So then that way you can beat the shit out of someone who looks like Katy Perry, you and all of your model friends. And you're like, this is a feminist icon. And it's like, you're building an army of people to beat the shit out of lookalike Katy Perry. How is that women supporting other women? Reach. It's Reach. just crazy. Reach. This is why I was so mad at her during that era. And I was so mad at the public because I'm like, how do you not see what she's doing? She grabbed, first of all, Katy Perry called her the Regina George in sheep's clothing. And then what does she do? She gets a gaggle of tall, thin, beautiful model women, brings them together and makes a video against her. Sounds like something Regina George would do. Mm-hmm. So like, and also let's not forget at the time, when they were arguing over the dancers, the dancers had made videos and said that they had already gotten permission to leave. Taylor maybe not didn't know about it, but they already got permission. Whether or not she knew about it, whatever. They got permission from the person that was in charge. On top of the fact that they said that they didn't like being with Taylor anyways because she was told they were told they weren't allowed to look in her direction. They mm. were not allowed to look at her. Whereas when they were with Katy Perry, it felt like a family. So for me, when you hear all of that, she was like ego out of control during that era like she was and i think anybody would be she was on top of the fucking world so what i took away from that was like oh listen i don't care if you're not a girl's girl i don't care if you want to get it like feud with a girl whatever it's entertainment to me i get it but to sit there this is why i get annoyed with her she's hypocritical to sit there and be like oh no i would never hate on a woman make a whole album talking about a woman the song or excuse me, a whole song about hating on a woman. The song literally has a reference to Katy Perry's marriage in it. You're punching down at her and she's already like on the ground and you're kicking her when she's down. And it's just, to me, it was just like, just be honest. You hate her and you wanted to get her because that's something I can relate to. But don't play the like, I didn't mean it. That doesn't work on anybody who isn't emotionally 14 years old. And I just feel like that's the whole, I mean, there's like so many things you could say about, by the way, can you go for another 10 minutes? Cause I know. Yeah, I'm good. That. Yeah, okay, I'm good. Cool. Sorry. Um, we talk a lot. <laughs> Gemini's. No, I'm, I'm into it. <laughs> but like, I feel like that's the thing with feminism where it's like, you need to support like all women. And like, I always don't like, I, I hate the black and white because it's like, let's be honest. Like there are some women that I've hated and yep. like, there are also some men, like there's always going to be people that you have problems with. And the whole crux of supporting other women is that you're supposed to support them in a way where like it's community based, you're yeah. lifting each other up, you know, there's certain things like that, but sometimes you're just not going to get along with someone and that's totally fine. And I yep. just, I'm with you. I wish that it was just like, look, like we just don't like each other, but you know, shout out to her, but I don't like her. And then turning it into a feminist thing, just twist the idea of like what it was originally meant to do. And I just... I don't like it. And also the John Mayer of it all, Taylor Swift, I've heard from some people that allegedly Taylor and John Mayer did not date at all. And that's why John Mayer is so pissed about 
the song Dear John. I've heard that it was about Martin Johnson. It's just like a whole situation. One day time will tell. Um, But, you know, it goes into this theory that John Mayer and Taylor Swift, you listen to the lyrics of Dear John, and it's a man who was always out of reach, so mysterious, you could never pin him down, always gaslighty. She couldn't have him cut to some time in the future and he's sitting next to Katy Perry on the Ellen show talking about the thing that they did together and they're acting all cutesy so it wasn't just like oh my god you were able to you're with a man that I couldn't get to quote unquote commit to me if you're listening to the lyrics of Dear John but now he's going full like Norman Rockwell with Katy Perry and I don't know if they were in a good place at the time but they were very coupley they were very tied together they were very like on each other's songs um That would have hurt me if I was Taylor. I would have been really upset. I also feel like at the time, Taylor and Katie were friends. So, and Taylor's, Taylor, Taylor, I've done readings on her. She likes girls that gossip because she's a gossiper too, which is why I believe that Katie's a gossiper. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I feel like Katie probably told her what she was going through with John. So she probably also was frustrated seeing that. And then she's Mm -hmm. into him. And so it's like this like back and forth over a boy that's kind of torturing whatever. I don't know. I mean, for me, like I said, it's clear that Taylor just felt threatened, was looking for an excuse and found an excuse to go after her. Um, And that was it. That's my opinion. I've said that for years and years and years and years and years. And only now do people believe that Mm -hmm. some people do. But I was saying it back then. And I still like Taylor, but I just wish she would be like, yeah, I don't like her. So I went after her. Today's episode is brought to you by Cerebral because mental health goals are not just for January 1st. If you want to feel more like yourself all year, check out Cerebral. They are here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. It's all 100% online. You experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. I love go into therapy. I just think everybody should do it. I am suspicious of people who say that they're never going to do it. I just think that it's great to learn how to manage day-to-day activities. Also, random stressors that come up. I know that this time of year is a hard one for a lot of people work-wise. Go check out therapy if you want to get a handle on your stress. So to get started on your path towards better mental health, Cerebral is giving our listeners 15% off their first month of online therapy, medication, or both. Get started at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use the code fluently to make 2024 your best year yet. That's Cerebral, C-E-R-E-B-R-A-L.com slash podcast and use code fluently. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. See site for details. And I wish that that was okay. Even with, um, oh, shit. Sorry, I just got a FaceTime. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> even with uh, Taylor Swift and Olivia Rodrigo, which by the way, you did a great reading about them over on YouTube. Anytime you talk about their beef, people online will be like, oh, you just love like to have women hating each other. Like there's no way the women would fight. And it's like, yes, they would. They fought. They are fighting. Fights happen, and it's okay to talk about it. Like it, could, it makes it more real. I could go on. I could talk about this for so long. Ask any woman that works in an environment with all women, and they will tell you exactly the same thing: that it's very difficult for women to get along with each other. And I think it's difficult for everyone to get along with each other. I think gay people have a t- hard time getting along with each other. I think men have a hard time getting along with each other. I think everyone. Okay. When you're similar, you're always going to, there's always some level of competition. There's always Mm. something right. That's going to happen. I think everyone just deals with it differently. I think gay people deal with differently than women, straight men deal with it differently than women, whatever. 
But at the end of the day, when people are like, oh, you just want to pit two women against each other, to me, that is like someone that has no life experience. So I don't really listen to them because I'm like, you don't have life experience. Like go out and ask people, like go to a bar once and ask people if they've ever worked in an incompletely woman environment. They will tell you their experiences. Mm -hmm. Like, is it so shocking to think that two very strong, independent women who are headstrong that have to be bosses are butting heads is that really and they're also competing in the same industry so same categories you know yeah and then for olivia and they're like oh taylor clap for her uh i clap for people that i don't like (laughs) don't you like anyone to quote russell brand anyone can fake it for a couple minutes mate you know what i mean like come on yeah what is she gonna do go no she's not gonna (laughs) do that and also i would be mad if i was olivia too because of what's going on wouldn't that be funny if like olivia performs vampire and taylor swift just takes a shit on the floor in her gown you know even then the swifties would be like it was a supportive shit (laughs) if i was taylor swift i would have sat down because I don't mind beefing. So I would have just sat down and be like, yeah, I don't like her. And this is my message to let you know, I don't like her. Right. And that's what they would have done in the early 2000s too. Remember I when know. Christina, like, uh, I don't know, she was beefing with Eminem and he won an award and she was like, interesting, Eminem. <laughs> and then he went up to get it. Like, they just put it all out there on the table. I miss it. I do too. I think we're going to get that again though, because I think people are tired of the fake stuff. So I think mm. we're going to start to get that in the next couple of years. Well, there was a, I mean, they've leaned into it a little bit with their music videos. There was a blind item here, which I won't really recap all of it because it ended up coming true, but it basically just said, don't let Taylor Swift's sweet appearance fool you. She's about to get revenge or sorry, don't let Katy Perry's sweet appearance fool you. She's about to get revenge since Blondie's recent song and video were clearly about Brownie and their ongoing feud. Brownie is firing back. She's written a new song and then she's going to weird Al Yankovic kind of parody her video and i think that was what happened with swish swish which was the call back to bad blood where katie perry you know swish swish bitch and then she had all of the celebrities in her album which was or in her music video which was obviously to reflect the bad blood music video i'm sorry i love that song (laughs) i also don't really like bad blood as a song anyways like i prefer swish swish and when when i go to the clubs the only one of those two songs that's played is swish swish Mm. so I feel like she won, but you don't have to agree with me. But I also love Nicki Minaj's rap in that song. It's so yeah. good. Pink from Obama if, slide um, is on deck. Yes. <laughs> and I think if like Bad Blood had been, I think I heard a remix of it once that was pretty good. But the original song, it was like, is it fast? Is it slow? Yeah, it's, it's like, in the middle. It's yeah. weird. The tempo's off for me, at least. There was also, this, mm-hmm. it, it was just too, like, too much. Like, the music wasn't speaking for itself. There was like this big production and all these celebrities and stuff. And yeah. I just wanted the song to kind of do the work but I just feel like Taylor is it always bugs me when songs like that get popular you know like when me was her single because she's so good at the lyrics and it was like band-aids don't fix bullet holes I'm like you could have done that one better you I know like I heard that folklore. lyric you could have well that also better. the I, the rollout of that song on Twitter where they had the little emoji that was like the bullet hole or whatever or the yes. band-aid it was I was just like what am I 13 like I don't know sometimes <laughs> yeah. I get it and sometimes I don't which is fine also, I think she put a picture of like a huge band-aid on her thigh and then she wrote band-aids don't fix bullet holes i remember that i remember that yeah Katy perry getting revenge i've always said that triple scorpio she's always gonna have the last laugh always Mm. i wouldn't mess with her that's just my opinion i would be scared of her 
I've had pe- people have told me they've met her and she was not nice to them. And I was yeah, I've heard I didn't want to say because I know that you're a stan, but I've I've spoken to people who said that she was really bitchy in person. But I expect that. She's a Scorpio. <laughs> I literally expect that. To me, to me, it's similar to like Mariah. I don't expect to meet Mariah and her be the nicest person on the planet. Mm-hmm. Well, this was a hilarious blind item from 2015. It said, this very popular singer who was at the Grammys last night, Taylor Swift, was actively trying to smooth over some rough relationships in the after-party scene. However, we found out that she isn't simply doing it to be nice or the bigger person. She and her friends read The 48 Laws of Power a couple months ago. Since then, she has been pulling her former enemies and the friends of her enemies over to her side in the hopes of building an army of collaborators and supporters. The top person on her list another popular female singer, Katy Perry, with whom she has an icy relationship. She is working some common contacts to gain insight into how to privately get through to her. She knows that a collaboration between them would shock everyone and would likely be a huge success given their fan bases. There is nothing our singer does that isn't strategic. So, um, you know, I think that's so funny. The idea of like Taylor and all the models read, like having a book club where they read the 48 Laws of Power is like ridiculous, but she did end up bringing Katy Perry into the you need to calm down music video so maybe something like that did happen I mean I do believe that all the model friends got together and read the book but I you think do it, <laughs> I do but I think it was like a picture book I don't think it was a book <laughs> because no shade I just the collective IQ in that room is just very low well I would imagine some of the girls were like oh I skimmed it let's have wine night and I bet Taylor had like highlighter post-it note marks on oh 100 percent. yeah Taylor read it 65 <laughs> times one of the other girls read it once and the other ones were like yeah I read it and they just yeah 100 percent this is kind of an intriguing one too it said the permanent a-list singer madonna wants the world to know which side she is on in the feud between katy perry and taylor swift she is firmly on the side of katy perry and very much dislikes taylor swift have you heard about um madonna in that world i expect that because taylor swift is kind of the antithesis of madonna madonna Mm. broke every cultural norm and literally like People don't realize what Madonna did for gay people. Well, I mean, Taylor during... Swift came out as a Democrat in 2016. What are you saying? She hasn't done anything. She That was brave. <laughs> she put herself on the line as an ally, maybe. <laughs> Here's the thing, okay? And I know that a lot of people who are young, younger Swifties, you know, they don't, they, you know, they, they're like, well, she's done a lot. No, she's never risked her career. And I mm-hmm. think that's really what, a lot of gay people connect to with Madonna is that like she's someone who put her mouth money where her mouth was and she literally was she would hand out pamphlets educating people about AIDS uh, at her concert because people were afraid to touch people who had AIDS mm. or things like that or HIV and so um I think you know she was not afraid to be like I don't give a fuck if my career is ruined you need to learn and you need to be there for gay people and she did it in a way where she could have lost her career whereas Taylor Swift when she makes moves she's always calculated and she doesn't want to take that risk like she's not really a big risk taker when it comes to controversial statements Mm. so for me her choosing Katy Perry I don't think it's that she preferred Katy Perry I think it's that she doesn't really like the way Taylor moves because it's the opposite of Madonna Mm. yeah I could definitely see that um let's see oh okay we're just gonna end on two kind of random blinds that I pulled in here there were a bunch about John Mayer but it was just like he cheats he does coke uh he cheats 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 that was basically it okay andy cohen yeah and and he's fucking andy cohen (laughs) 
Which, Allegedly. Do you think that they're dating? I find it so crazy how the no. news is like, it's giving, uh, you know, history will say that they were roommates. They're like, John Mayer and Andy Cohen moved into a house together because they're such good friends. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't think, I think that Andy Cohen wishes that they were dating. I think that Andy Cohen would love to date him. I don't think John Mayer would date anyone. Um, so <gasps> yeah, that's the vibe I get. I, I mean, the vibe I get, I mean, I don't know what's going on between the two of them. If you told me they were hooking up, I'd believe it because I feel like John Mayer would hook up with a, with anything with a pulse. <laughs> so that just doesn't shock me. Um, and I think Andy Cohen also likes that people talk about it. So yeah. Oh, definitely. Whatever. I think that I like Andy like, though. Talked about. Yeah. I like Andy. He's a Gemini. I like him. Yeah, a friend of mine had sex with him, had nothing bad to say other than he wanted him out of the apartment pretty quickly post-sex. But you Sounds know. about right. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. No, I, okay. I respect him. He works really hard. Yes, very hard. And he must be doing a lot of cocaine. I mean, how does <laughs> how does one man do all of that all the time, you know? <laughs> anyway, I would work too if I had stuff up my nose constantly. Okay. So the two random lines we're going to end on, um, this one says, this A-plus list singer, Katy Perry, says that she once tried to hook up with this formerly married B-list band member, who is the most famous of his band, Pete Wentz. She said the hookup was a disaster because he kept wanting to try on her clothes and he was not interested in the sex. (laughs) What do you think, true or no? Wait, can you say that again? So allegedly, Katy Perry tried to hook up with Pete Wentz, who I think was in Fallout Boy. And she said that the hookup was a disaster because he kept wanting to try on her clothes and was not interested in sex. I fully believe that. <laughs> he seems the type. Also, honestly. to be fair, like her clothes are fun. Like, was it oh jeans and a t-shirt or was it like some sort of lollipop thong? <laughs> it probably was like some sort of like bubblegum thing yeah. yeah i mean i would do that too that's kind of hot i don't know maybe i'm weird i think that's kind of hot fuck them with your underwear on you know let them wear the heels i like okay. boys in skirts fuck mm-hmm. it. yeah as long as he's going down on you you know okay <laughs> then the last one here i who knows if this is true i just think it's so fucking funny so it's about a bunch of women Katy perry rihanna uh pharrell's wife helen blake lively rita ora and priyanka chopra it says Several of the lady guests at the Met Ball were wearing diapers. The glamorous attendees of the prestigious Met Gala in New York City are desperate to keep a very dirty little secret under wraps. Looking great at all costs is the number one priority for celebrities attending the Oscars of fashion, blah, blah, blah. One of the costs is being unable to go to the bathroom. Several of the lady guests are wearing diapers. You cannot pee in those dresses. It's a very long night. It's an open bar, and even though the drinks are free, everyone is careful about how much liquids they consume and forget about anyone eating. Do you think these ladies wear diapers? Um, I mean, maybe, but I think... I mean, when was this blind item made? Let me look it up and see what year it was. I will say like when Kim Kardashian was wearing that like wet dress, there's no way that you can pee in that dress. Okay, this is 2017. So let's see. Katy Perry Met Gala. What was she wearing? Oh, this is when she wore like the red dress with the red veil and it looked like there was like a third eye on her forehead or something Mm -hmm. i mean yeah i i I think so i mean when people wait outside for uh the uh new year's ball drop in new york city they wear Mm -hmm. diapers yeah because they have to wait excuse me i think they make diapers now too that are kind of like uh 
like pastel millennial-fied, you know, a yassified diaper basically. Yeah. I mean, maybe. I mean, now they're just on Ozempics. So they don't even fucking eat. So <laughs> exactly. there's nothing to go out. Yeah. I do like the, um, this outfit of hers at the Met Gala with the third eye. And it is interesting that she's spiritual because the first time I ever dropped acid, I listened to the song Dark Horse. I think like a hundred times on repeat. And I was like, this song is like the answer to the universe. And then I listened to it sober and I was like, it's just a song. Like it's not that big of a deal. But I thought that song was like, I thought I was in another planet. I, okay. Just one thing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I wonder if that song has like something magical in it. Cause mm. you remember how it was released? No. I mean, I remember the music video was kind okay. of a little bit woo woo. So she had just made, um, was Roar, I believe, from the album, right? I think so. Yeah, that was the music video in the yes. jungle. God, that right. was a good era. Yeah. So she released that, and then she was making a second single, and the second single was Unconditionally. And they were promoting that, and I remember the album was about to be released, and they were giving us two snippets of two songs that were quote-unquote experimental sounds for Katy Perry. That was like the promotion by it. And we got the snippet for um, Walking on Air, um, and then we also got the snippet for Dark Horse. And when the snippet for Dark Horse came out, everyone was going crazy because it's so different and people were so obsessed with it. And so then they released those songs as like promo. Mm -hmm. And when they released the songs like promo, Dark Horse, like an actual Dark Horse, was literally outselling unconditionally with zero mm. promotion. And she literally had to roll out a music video for unconditionally while Dark Horse was doing better because they had already planned it. So they literally had to switch out of nowhere and be like, well, JK, we're doing Dark Horse, <laughs> which is why Dark Horse's music video was supposed to be allegedly, this is what the rumor was, for um, Legendary Lovers mm. because the theme fits more with, the Egyptian theme fits more with Legendary Lovers. Yeah, yeah. And she Old always legends. said she she always said she wanted to make that a single but never did. And people think it's because Dark Horse was never supposed to be and then it just became like the biggest song of her career. Well, that so. happens all the time. Like with like Olivia's latest album right or yep. like tail like everyone hates the song me from Taylor like there are so many times where an artist puts out a single and the single sucks donkey dick and like literally <laughs> every other song on the album is better and I'm like did you not like focus test this or anything like why do you put out the worst singles like I could tell you what a good single is gonna be and then like the I public always decides on it I think it's because you have fresh ears mm. so when you've listened to it a thousand times and you've heard it 50 million different ways that you've made it it's harder they need to just like find a group of like a hundred of the most online people and just be like, you pick our singles going Us. forward. Yeah. But the I people have, decide. I have, listen, I have a great ear for music, mm -hmm. a great ear for music. I would love to be like, this sucks. Change this. Change this. Dula Peep needs me right now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the last two, it sounds like almost identical to each other. Like she's so hot. I really like her a lot. I like how she I speaks know. her mind, but I'm just like, I don't know. We need something different. Or they should swap, like give Jack Antonoff to Dua Lipa. Yes. And then give Dua Lipa's guy to Taylor. So then that way they can start making different music. Agreed. Yeah. Well, Ant, thank you so much for coming on here. I just, every time I have you on, it's an absolute blast and a half. I know that all the floozies love checking out all of your psychic readings. Can you thank tell you. everybody if they haven't listened or watched any of your stuff yet, where can they find you? YouTube.com slash Amphrodite. Um, also, I'm on TikTok, Twitch, uh, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere. I also have a website, Amphrodite.com. 
Um, and yeah, you can watch my readings on celebrities. You can watch me give advice to people. I give advice all the time. And I do live readings for my viewers too. Mm. Um, my private readings are coming soon on my <gasps> website. Wait, they yeah. are? I feel like you have, you've had that closed off for the last I like, did. five years. I did. I had it closed off for a little bit because juggling everything is very hard it's but super hard yeah yeah i'm trying to better you know i've gotten better with my scheduling so hopefully in the next couple of months that's my that's my big goal okay um, when it's open let me know because i'm gonna no, be I'll, first in line it's my no, dream I got to you. have my cards read i got you um <laughs> but yeah so you can find me there and um just say hi <laughs> Love it. And you also tried the trying the new crumble cookies of the week oh over on TikTok. God. They are so mean to me. The Karens crumble are should, so mean. But crumble should be sponsoring you because every time I watch your videos, I'm like, oh, time for me. Like I've never had a crumble cookie, but every time I drive by them, I'm like, I should get they one. That's what Amphrodite eats. <laughs> because you don't like the cookie sometimes. <laughs> they commented once, thanks for the feedback. And they, <laughs> they comment on every single other crumble cookie except for mine, which is funny because three of my crumble cookie videos have over a million. Mm. So I'm like, fuck you guys. Like, what the hell? Like, you should do something and whatever. Wait, also for them to say thanks for the feedback is so annoying because you know that that's some social media intern who didn't make the cookie. They don't have the recipe. It's not their right to get offended. You know, when someone comments on my page, like, hated the podcast this week. Okay, yeah, like... It's right. okay for me to get upset because it's literally my voice. But for someone to be like, I don't like this crumble cookie flavor. And then they're like, thanks for the feedback. It's like, you didn't even make it. You didn't even make the cookie. Maybe they, honestly, it's quite, it's possible that they've been told not to like interact with my post because I, <laughs> listen, I've worked with, I worked with a lot of, I worked with Wendy's as a sponsor. Oh yeah. How are so, they? Like, they were great. But like, mm -hmm. what's crazy to me is like, you never know who's watching your stuff. Even if you don't get billions of views, like. You never know who's seeing your stuff. And like they saw my stuff and I got to work with them. So it's like you never know who's watching you. Wait, I love that. Yeah. So I'm like, my sister-in-law is um, pregnant right now. And like Wendy's is the only thing she can eat. So we are a team Wendy's family right now. Love it. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. And everybody, go check out Amphrodite's readings. And also, you have YouTube memberships. And I love it because sometimes you do like pick a card there, like in depth yes. readings, and they're fantastic. So, um, thank you. We will see you again soon. And for everybody else, new episodes are going to be out Monday and Wednesday of Fluently Forward. Bye, everyone.